Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is Thursday already, guys, and the big news of the day, I think, would have to be that I changed my Twitter profile photo. No, no, actually. I mean, I did and everything, because uh, the first picture I've liked of myself in about 10 years and I made it my profile photo. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. It is amazing. Uh, it is. Uh, it's glorious to be able to put on pants that I bought eight years ago, saying I'd fit into them. And I finally get to the point where I'm able to fit into them, and they're no longer fashionable. So you know, there you go. I got a bunch of dated clothes that perfect perfectly fit me now. So uh, I'm ready to. Uh, I'm ready to, to move into middle age. Uh, you know, just like you know, other other uh, dads do. I'm going to wear those shorts that now fit that are dated, and I'm going to put socks on and sandals, and I'm going to mow the yard just to embarrass my kids. How's that sound? So uh, a lot of things on the plate today, guys, including terrific interview last night with uh, Donald Trump on Newsmax uh, with regard to the persecution that he's going uh, through and uh, the latest possibility of another indictment next week, which would be four altogether, which would be four times as many as ever have happened in history. It's clearly political speech. It's about political speech. It's about shutting down political speech, which the Biden administration and the deep state have done quite well the last uh, you know seven or eight years or so. But it's it's all going to crumble, guys. It is going to crumble. We're going to win. And I'm going to tell you, the more that we watch the talking heads on the liberal media screeching about Donald Trump and all the things that he did and trying to overthrow the country and all this, even though he was exonerated by the kangaroo court, January the 6th committee, who, by the way, just destroyed half of the evidence that they had because Donald Trump now has subpoena power. That's how crooked they are. I'm going to get into that very shortly. But no matter how much they screech about Donald Trump and ignore the mountains of evidence that are going to remove Joe Biden from office, they're going to remove Joe Biden from office by hook or by crook. And so ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, PBR, NPR, whatever the hell, no matter what they say, no matter what Joe and Yoko in the morning on MSNBC say, no matter what Joy Reid says, no matter what Rachel Maddow says, who, by the way, has a history, even though she seems to be, purports to be, some sort of uh, intellectual giant, uh, you know, went with the Russia collusion hoax that was laughably obvious for years. So no matter what they say to you, no matter what they say, realize that fewer and fewer people are, A, viewing them, and B, 
agreeing with them. Okay? So what I would suggest you do is what I, I am going to do. Yes, there are days that we are angry. Yes, there are days that we, we, you know, our heads are going to explode. But realize that this group of people who are ignoring the giant, the most, the most gigantic political corruption story in history, they're just clowns. And we need to laugh at them. You know, Rachel Maddow should never show her face on television again. She, for two years uh, or more, went after Russia collusion. We find out that everybody knew that it was fake. Everybody knew that Donald Trump didn't collude with Russia, including the FBI, because the FBI literally worked with Hillary Clinton to, to get the Steele dossier, right? So it was obvious then in 2015, it was obvious it was fake. And Rachel Maddow, I don't know if she's a journalist, I don't know what the hell she is, but she spewed this nonsense out on MSNBC for years. And rather than being ashamed of that, or rather than issuing an apology, or here's why I was so profoundly wrong, they just move on. That's what Rush said. Rush said it was the drive-by media. They, they, uh, they, you know, they shoot out the car with a bunch of stories and all of this, and then they drive off and never return to the scene. That's what they do. So it's wearing thin with the American people. If you look at the, uh, the latest polling, most people know that the uh, persecution of Donald Trump, and by the way, this, this number grows with each indictment, the persecution of Donald Trump is ringing more hollow and more political than ever. That's the one thing you need to know. And the obviousness of Joe Biden's corruption is, uh, is growing uh, each time an indictment happens as well. So there you go. You should be you should be very glad about that. You re, you really should. And and listen, there will be tribulations. That's the only way we get to enlightenment. There's going to be a lot of crap they're going to try and pull on Donald Trump. And I hope the hell they don't try to arrest him and put him in jail, uh, because the country will stop. All right. I'm not saying that, you know like a violent conflict. I'm just talking about. And eh, now we're just going to stop. Because uh, everybody gets it. Everybody, everybody gets it. I really do believe this is the start of a new American revolution in a very positive way. And by the way, and this is pretty funny too, so I, I had mentioned when they started touting Bidenomics. This is classic, uh, you know, I guess Stalinistic, whatever, uh, propaganda where if you just yell uh, the, uh, the opposite or, or if you claim what the opposite of truth enough, eventually people will learn from it joseph goebbels uh and i'm you know, hitler don't make hitler okay i'm just saying this is the guy's propaganda minister is one of the lines he used he said if you repeat a lie enough people will believe it so uh, joe biden and the biden team decided for some inane reason to say wow the economy sucks and people are really suffering a lot and we've spent a lot of money and a lot of money have gone to covid fraud and a bunch of nonsense a bunch of environmental green uh, green new deal crap and nothing is getting fixed and all of this stuff but let's tell everybody everything is great and then let's send out whoever and tell everybody that things are great and sooner or later people are going to go you know what things are great but here's the problem after you uh, watch the talking head on television telling you how great things are um 
You get home from work and you go home and you look in your refrigerator and you realize that you can't afford to feed yourself, pay the electric bill, pay the, uh, the, the car payment, pay the insurance and all of that stuff. So, you know, the propaganda only lasts so long. I think they probably did. They did this in communist China, too. They did this in Stalin's Russia. Uh, the New York Times even said that in Stalin's Russia, the people were, the food was plentiful, but millions of people were starving. Same thing was happening in China. It's, this is what totalitarians do. They, they think, and this is the funny thing, the Democrat Party still thinks they have the monopoly on the messaging. And the problem is you've got great uh, news organizations like Newsmax, among others, and all of these marvelous con- uh, uh, content creators like yours personally who, uh, who are reaching more people than MSNBC, PBS, NPR, ABC, CBS, NBC will ever be able to reach. So there you go. There you go. And then one of the reasons why Newsmax ratings are through the ceiling is because nobody's changed their tune there. Now, you know, Eric Bowling is always Eric Bowling. Rob Schmidt is always Rob Schmidt. Rob Finnerty is always Rob Finnerty. Chris Salcedo is always Chris Salcedo. Greg Kelly, uh, Bianca De La Garza, I can go on and on and on. Wendy Bell, latest edition. Damn, she's good. Wendy Bell, holy hell. That's what her, her slogan should be. Wendy Bell, Bell, holy hell. She's spectacular. And uh, so people are getting the truth. And that's the great thing about the First Amendment. And even though these Maoists have tried to take over and shut out everything, all they've done is expose what we've known was there and, and exposed more than we would have ever, ever uh, had this not happened. Now, uh, back to the economy and saying that, hey, everything is great. Americans have soured on Bidenomics, concluding that the U.S. economy (laughs) is worse than it was five years ago under Donald Trump. Listen to this. Uh, Nearly half, 49% of Americans view inflation as the most important issue facing the country. Well, no kidding. Further, three-quarters of Americans, 73% of Americans, (laughs) this is right up there with 74% of us saying the country's going in the wrong direction, 73% say the economy is worse off than it was five years ago under Trump's leadership. A majority, 64%, also believe the economy is worse off than it was in 2020 when coronavirus took a grip. Shut up! That's not good. And if things are actually worse than when the, the COVID shutdowns were happening, that is not good. Almost uh, about two in five Americans say they feel worse off five than they did five years ago. And a similar number say they feel worse off compared to 2020, 37%, according to Ipsos, which also found that 56% do not believe Biden is doing enough to invest in the economy. Now, I think he needs to stay the hell out of it, to be quite honest. Because whenever politicians invest in the economy, it means they spend your tax money on crap that doesn't work. So there you go. This is uh, Jared Bernstein of the Council on Economic Advisors uh, yesterday on the news uh, saying that everything is rosy and it's just laughable at this point. Two great important questions that I uh, will answer for you uh, directly because uh, that's what we're really about this week. Is Oh, yeah. It's always about the direct and the truth. No, actually, never. Explaining what Bidenomics means because people have been benefiting from it uh, for years on end now. <laughs> First of all, uh, it means building the economy from the bottom up and the middle out. That's quite distinct from high-end tax cuts that you hope will trickle down but never do. So it's not top-down. Blah, blah, blah. You've been talking about that for 40 years. It always fails. Blah, blah, blah. Bottom up, middle out. And it's built on three pillars. First, building more right here in America by making smart public investments. 
Okay, that's about spending tax money. Uh, what they need to do is make America business tax friendly. That's what gives businesses to come here. Uh, otherwise, you're just spending tax money. Reversing decades of disinvestment in American public goods, helping to... Public goods is, you know, the roads and the bridges and the crap, which, by the way, they've been saying they're going to fix forever. It's infrastructure. They never fix it. Proud in private investment that complements our efforts, empowering and educating the American workforce. So they Okay, can- here's how we descend into uh, liberal uh, gobbledygook. This is uh, classic uh, faculty lounge nonsense. Finally get a fair slice of the growing pie that they are helping to bake. and f- Oh, dear God, did he actually say that? Let's hear that again. I just want to remind Jared Bernstein, in case you want to remember this, is a punchline later. Implements our efforts, empowering and educating the American workforce so they can finally get a fair slice of the growing pie that they are helping to bake. Yes, the, the growing pie. That, <laughs> the growing pie. <laughs> we are are baking now. The price of apples in that pie are up two hundred percent. And finally, oh. promoting competition to lower costs very oh. important to the American oh. people right now, and help our entrepreneurs and our small businesses continue to thrive to build on the record ten million small business applications. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, the reason why there was all the job creation and everything is because uh, uh, we opened the businesses and the government allowed them to open. So I've used this analogy before. You want to know how to increase your business by 100% in one day? Well, uh, be closed on Sunday. (laughs) And when you open on Monday morning, your first sale will increase your sales by 100%. That's what Joe Biden did. And that's what he did. And this is Corinne Jean-Pierre. Corinne Jean-Pierre talking about the glory uh, that is the Biden economy. Why literally fuse the president's name with the the economics that Americans aren't very happy with? Yeah, because it would be called uh, craponomics if we're actually if we were truthful. Well, here's the thing: Bidenomics is indeed working when when we say that you look at the data, right? Look, Cost, cost is going down, right? You think about what, inflation. On, on what? When on, you think about wages what? going up, I never, that is binomial. I don't know, no, no, no. Wages aren't going up and costs aren't going down. Uh, uh, by the way, inflation last month ticked up to 3%. So there you go. This is why I say that the Bidenomics is this. Uh, and even even some people like my favorite, Victor Davis Hanson, said that. He said that Biden has the reverse Midas touch, which I came up with a couple of years ago. Everything that is gold he touches turns to... There you go. So I thought I would open with the economy today, and then we're going to dive into uh, some of this interview last night with uh, Donald Trump. Uh, A lot of amazing new uh, evidence about Joe Biden and corruption and money from all of our enemies. Your phone calls is welcome here, guys. It's 800-922-6680. This is a Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show. So on top of uh, Bidenomics being a giant bleep show, America's credit card debt hits record-breaking $1 trillion. Households opening uh, open an extra 5.48 million accounts this year as average interest rates climb to 20%. So you want to know what the reason is behind that? It's because people are living on their credit cards. That's it. That's it. Credit card balances rose by $45 billion in the second quarter as interest rates, which recently reached their highest point in 2000, since 2001, and rampant inflation continue to squeeze households. That doesn't sound too good, does it, about Bidenomics, does it?
Yeah, yeah. So uh, in a in a blog post to accompany the report, <clears throat> despite the many headwinds American consumers have faced over the year, higher interest rates, post-pandemic inflationary, inflationary pressures, as caused by spending of the government. And the reason banking failures, again, government regulation, should have been fixed in 2008. There's little evidence of widespread financial distress for consumers. This is according to chief credit analyst Matt Schultz, who has his head in his rear end. Rear end. One trillion dollars in credit card debt is staggering. Unfortunately, it is uh, likely only going to keep growing from here. That's why I said to you, you know, and I told you this, and and I know this because I I live it, okay? Uh, The reason why unemployment is low is people are working more than one job, and the reason why credit card debt is going through the ceiling is because they're not making it to the end of the month. And so they put it on credit cards. This is exactly what happens with payday loan scams, by the way. You ever been by one of those places that says payday loans? You can put your car title in there, and you end up getting a credit you know, credit, whatever, loan for 30% or 50% or whatever, and you get up this endless cycle and you're never making any more money, but you're paying more, and then and then ultimately your credit is just blown up. That's what you're experiencing here. Let's go to Kathy in Stevensville, Maryland. Hello, Kathy. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hey, I appreciate you. I just wanted to bring up a couple of points real quick about Bidenomics. I would love the question to be asked as to who and what is their education as far as economics. Have they taken Economics 101, the person who is defining what Bidenomics is? What is their background? The Kathy, if you if you recall at the beginning of the Biden administration, about sixty seventy percent of his uh, his uh, cabinet and uh, and associates are academics who have zero experience in the private sector. That I would I assume think- is the same today. Yeah, I think they are economically inept. Um, as far as the lady at the podium, and I don't mean this, I mean this not in a bad way, she defined herself as a black lesbian woman. Yes. That's how she, I think, got her job, honestly. If that yeah, that's, how, that's exactly how she got her job, and then that's how the vice president got her job, and Ketanji Brown-Jackson got on the Supreme Court. Yeah, so I don't know her name. I just call her the lesbian black lady at the podium. I mean, I don't know her name. Should you call Should you call Joe that. Biden, the guy with dementia standing at the podium? <laughs> I mean, standing's the tricky part, okay? Yes, yes, yes. So, um, yeah, and then, um, yeah, I just, I don't know what's going on, but I, I really don't think that they know numbers, and I, I think... Uh, I think that's what's happening, and unfortunately, now you might know. Um, did Biden have something to do? Uh oh, I think we lost with, your what? Um, with credit cards. I thought, and is this a ploy to um, have banks fail because purposely they are having people go into debt with their credit cards? I mean, just brought that up while I was on hold, and I thought maybe there's something to that. Maybe well, they want uh, people to run up the cards, and then there's a lot. We're going to have to bail them out. Yeah, well, Kathy, um, I don't know if that's the case, but I do know that bank failures are happening and that about 10 banks got downgraded their credit. And uh, and if you are concerned about uh, smaller institutions be driven out of business to centralize our, our banks and our currency, I think you're right on there, Kathy. Absolutely 1,000%. I got to run. Let's go to Bill in Laurel. Hello, Bill. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Hey, Rob, great to talk to you. Yes, sir. I listened to uh, Jared Bernstein on, on your show just a few minutes ago, and I was checking his background, and um, I look, I don't see anything in his background as far as uh, he's got a, uh, a, uh, 
a bachelor of music degree, <laughs> and, he's, and he's got a doctor uh, of social work. Yes. But before that, he got a master of social work. Uh-huh, uh-huh. From, uh, let's see, Manhattan, Manhattan School of Music is where he Man. got his bachelor's in music. Well, uh, the saying, doesn't he? College is where he got his <laughs> master's in social work, and Columbia University got his doctorate in social work. Of course, where of course. Of course. In there? It's, it's not anywhere in there. Nobody who knows anything about economics is working in the Biden administration. And I'll tell you, it took somebody with an economics degree in real life, Donald Trump, to uh, bring some reality there. And that's what we need to do, actually. You put all these people in charge of stuff, they have no idea what they're talking about, like Pete Buttigieg in charge of transportation and Jennifer Granholm in charge of energy and uh, Javier Becerra in charge of the uh, the HHS, even though he's not even a doctor. Yeah, this is what you get. All right, great audio from Donald Trump on Newsmax with Eric Bowling last night. And your phone calls. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. Stick around. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. No blind rhetoric. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. 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 They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Real news for real people. It is the Rob Carson Show. I got some great audio from uh, Donald Trump. One more note on the economy, and that would be a piece of comedy. How's that sound? How about a little piece of comedy to kind of talk about uh, to talk about this economy? Uh, Jim Gossett put this together uh, not too long ago, and uh, it makes total sense now when you think about it. They're trying to convince you that the economy is great, but it uh, it pretty much sucks. It sucks to be you, Joe Biden. You're through. Your polls are way down, you look like a clown, nobody trusts you. Lowest approval rating yet. Your incompetent rule. On the economy and his presidency. Proves you are a tool. A George Soros pawn, you need to be gone. You sound like a fool. It's going to happen sooner or later. Bye-bye. Inflation's obscene. Like nothing we've seen. You're shifting a flame. It's really lame. All a smoke screen. You've been in D.C. for way too long. On everything you, you have, have been wrong. It sucks to be you, incompetent you. It sucks to be you. Big finish, people. Or, Come on. Or, or, or the mom and dad. Or, 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 or the neighbor. Or when you're... No, I, I, I really mean it. Nobody else could be this bad as president. You are quite sad, Biden. It sucks to be you. You haven't a clue. It sucks to be you. There you go. So the uh, January 6th committee defied a demand last year by Kevin McCarthy saying, preserve all your records, evidence, and transcripts. Turns out they actually destroyed much of the evidence that it collected over more than a year of investigation. Isn't that kind of interesting? 
Isn't that kind of interesting? And it should give you an idea how corrupt this government is. Here's Jesse Waters. Now, we did something uh, yesterday, you know, now that we have the subpoena power, because we now have subpoena power. That is not Jesse Waters. This is Donald Trump. I'll set up this. And we did something uh, yesterday, you know, now that we have the subpoena power, because we now have subpoena power, all of a sudden the J6 committee, the unselects, I call them, everything was deleted huh. and destroyed. The Weird. documents, everything was deleted and destroyed. Uh, it's called that destroying the evidence. It's a criminal act. Mm, it is. So all of that stuff, all of that nonsense you watched for a year and a half go on with all Democrats and two so-called Republicans, but they were worse than any of the Democrats, Kinzinger and Cheney. Uh, it's all been deleted and gotten rid of. They deleted it because they didn't want anybody to see it. Let me put it in perspective. Trump is headed for trial next year for January 6th related charges, and he's going to have subpoena power, which gives him the right to access critical documents and videos pertaining to the time period. That means the January 6th committee whose two-year investigation produced thousands and thousands of documents, transcripts, and hours and hours of deposition videos, the good, the bad, and the ugly, will be legally required to turn over whatever materials Trump requests. Yeah. But as you know, primetime does not believe in coincidences. Yesterday, we uncovered the January 6th committee has destroyed almost 50% of their evidence. Wow. The Democrat-run January 6th committee is missing one and a half terabytes of data. This is an enormous amount of material. Records of the Capitol Hill security failures, video of Trump... What are they trying to cover up? Cabinet depositions, emails, text messages, gone. And who knows what else they deleted. Remember, the January 6th committee only aired and only reported what Democrats wanted you to know about January 6th. Anything they didn't want you to know about the 6th wasn't made public. And it looks like it was destroyed. Yeah, by the way, they also failed to provide any evidence that it looked into Capitol Hill security failures on the day of the riot. Did you know that? Yeah, this is according to uh, Barry Loudermilk, uh, Representative Barry Loudermilk from Georgia. Nothing was indexed. There were no table of contents indexed. Usually when you conduct this level of investigation, you use a database system and everything is digitized indexed. We got nothing on that. We just got raw data. Yeah. Loudermilk added that the blue team was shut down before it could probe the uh, issue of security lapses at the Capitol because the committee intended to blame former President Donald Trump. That's it, really. The committee included an extensive staff of lawyers, including former prosecutors, spent millions of dollars and conducted more than 1,000 interviews of witnesses who testified. Just like the old uh, Jan 6, you know, all of the people they brought in but uh, left everybody who attacked St. John's Church in the Capitol and, or the, and the White House, causing Donald Trump to retreat into the nuclear bunker the summer of 2020. Could have used the same data <clears throat> to find those people. Don't even care. Several witnesses complained the testimony had been selectively edited to distort or even reverse its meaning. Well, of course, that's what kangaroo courts do. And that members of the committee had publicly accused them of wrongdoing without evidence and which they had denied in their testimony. By the way, um, the uh, Loudermilk, for instance, Loudermilk was targeted. Yeah, um, uh, Loudermilk said that uh, the uh, the committee's destruction of its own records appeared to be an attempt to obstruct future Republican investigations. Uh, President Trump of access to evidence that might potentially help his defense in the criminal prosecutions, blah, blah, blah. And for Loudermilk, the committee accused him of publicly uh, helping rioters by giving a tour of the Capitol the day before January the 6th. Remember that?
Remember, they were going to go after him, but new evidence uh, reviewed showed that they uh, that was nonsense. But they were going to go after him too, and and it's very obvious what the uh, what the answer to all of this is. They don't want Donald Trump to run again. They don't want him to be the president because they know what is coming. Here's Donald Trump last night on Newsmax talking to my buddy Eric Bowling in an extraordinary interview. I'm going to share some of it now, but you can go to NewsmaxTV.com for the archive of the show. But here is Donald Trump. They have some internal polling that they think Biden has a better chance of beating Donald Trump. Now, this goes to the question yesterday when I said you got people telling me, oh, yeah, you know, Trump may win in the primary, but he'll never win the general. Uh, They are pulling that out of their rear ends. Okay, and, and yesterday, you know, a Ken Cuccinelli guy, bless him, you know, I, whatever, whatever. He said, oh, yeah, only Ron DeSantis will be able to bring people to the party. Not Don- well, Donald Trump's already bringing people to the party, particularly people of color and Hispanics. It's not internal polling. Look, they don't have internal polling. They're all disinformation, misinformation. Or is it the only one they don't want to run against is Donald Trump. Yes. I beat Hillary Clinton. Or are they? Do they not see that you are polling and now you're polling above Biden? Yes. And is it? Is it? Maybe they just they, see it they better just than you can't do. help themselves. They take it and they go the opposite. They say the opposite. They don't want to run against me, so they say, we want to run against Trump. Yes. And then the stupid fake news, or not fake news, they get along with it. Oh, they really if want to. they wanted to be the candidate, they'd leave him alone. Duh. They want to run against, they don't want to. <laughs> if Duh. they wanted to run against me, Dear they Lord. wouldn't have me being indicted every single day, every time my airplane flies over a, a blue state. <laughs> Uh, they don't want to run against me. Remember a person named Hillary Clinton? Mm-hmm. They said the same thing. Oh, we most want to run against. You know, it's very interesting. They made that statement. Yeah. Oh, we want to run against Donald Trump. And then Bill Clinton, who's a professional, yeah. he's a pro, yeah. like him or not. Mm-hmm. He said, the one you don't want to run against is Donald Trump. And he said it very loud and clear. And it turned out that he was right. He also said I was going to win Wisconsin. Michigan, Pennsylvania. He predicted this before, and he told his wife, you're not doing the right thing. All right, folks, now just a note, Newsmax has accepted the election results as legal and fine. Okay. Now, uh, Trump uh, also said, it's very clear, the DOJ, the uh, the FBI, and this is what they do in third world countries, they've weaponized the uh, the justice system to go after a candidate. It happens all the time in banana republics. Uh, what they've done with the election uh, to be... Uh, to weaponize a DOJ and an FBI like he's done. People have thought about it for probably 100 years, and they do it in third world countries, but they never did it here. Uh, Where you have three and four indictments, you never had an indictment in your whole life, and now you have three or four in a period of a month. It's all because of the election. They could have done it two and a half years ago, by the way, if they really wanted to, but they never thought it was going to be necessary. But we're leading him by a lot, too. We're leading not only the Republicans by, uh, I guess, 50 and 52 points. That's a lot. But we're leading Biden by a lot. But Chris Christie can bring people to the party. And uh, they've weaponized everything. uh, It's called election interference. And I don't think they're getting away with the game because since they've done this, our poll numbers have gone up. That's true. And and it's, it's funny to watch. Because uh, he has, you've, you've, they've made Donald Trump into a movement. The movement that I've been <clears throat> talking about, Donald Trump is not a candidate, he's a movement. They've, they've done it. The opposition has done it by trying to, uh, it, transparently, I mean, you know, it becomes transparent after a while, it's political. But every time they do this, the people just go, oh, well, yeah, the FBI's corrupt. Well, duh, they're just trying to keep him from running. <laughs> Come on. Everybody knows it. Uh, Donald Trump has gained, gained nine points in my home state of Iowa. 
by the way. The uh, Iowa State Fair is going on now. I thought about driving up. It's about five hours from me. I haven't been since I was a kid. Uh, anyway, um, it, it, uh, Donald Trump is, uh, has come up at nine points. <clears throat> In Iowa. Um, and uh, a survey of likely Republican caucus goers shows that Trump has a 43% lead up, two points since April. Uh, Ron DeSantis has dropped from 26 to 17%. So this is according to Iowa, where I am from. And by the way, if you're from Iowa, thought you should know a couple of things you need to know about Iowa. You know, in, in Nevada, people in Nevada call it Nevada, people outside of Nevada call it Nevada. In Iowa, people uh, people from outside the state think that Iowans, they're called Iowans. But if you're from Iowa, everybody knows it's Iowegians. I know. I'm, it's fascinating. No, it's not really. I just wanted to tell you because just, you know, it's just something that I had rattling in my brain. Um, here is uh, Donald Trump talking about who our real enemies are. And, and this is actually really, really true. If you look at around the world, all of the enemies surrounding us. And then you see where the real malfeasance is, and it's right there in D.C. We need people of stature. We need people that are brave. We need people that are patriots. We don't need cowards because we're fighting a radical left fringe of this country. And I say it, you know, we have dangers from within and from without. But the dangers from within are more dangerous because, you know, the dangers from without, outside China, Russia, etc., I can handle them. Yeah, yeah, just ask Julius Caesar. Um, <laughs> just ask Julius Caesar, you know, I mean, honestly. A2 Brute, exactly. Um, now, a lot of people are debating, you know, whether Donald Trump is uh, kind of teasing us about whether there is, he's going to appear at the Republican deb- debate. <clears throat> I don't believe he's going to. I don't have any inside information, but I just don't think he has. And here is what uh, he told Eric Bowling last night on Newsmax. You do say, uh, what's the upside? Am I going to go up one point? But they could go up. You know, they're not dumb people. They're senators. They're governors. They're intelligent people. You have some very good people. Just like the ones that surrounded Julius Caesar before they stabbed him to death. I think you have some very good people, and you have some people... I mean, I have a problem with the debate for another reason. I wouldn't sign the pledge. Why would I sign a pledge? There are people on there that I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have certain people as, you know, somebody that I'd endorse. So they want you to sign a pledge. But I can name three or four people that I wouldn't support for president. So right there, there's a problem, okay? Right there, there's a problem. But I don't have to use that. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. There's no reason to insult him. But there are some people there that a lot of people wouldn't endorse. Now now there's no upside for the Koch brothers to defeat Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump has said that if the Koch brothers or whoever spent a lot of money, do whatever they can to make sure that Donald Trump is not the candidate, Donald Trump is not going to endorse anybody else. See, that's actually a genius move. I said, that's really, really genius move. This is uh, Dick Morris. He was on uh, last night following uh, Trump's appearance with uh, Eric Bowling about um, what, what I think is going to happen. And, and I think that Donald Trump is planning something very big on the night of the debate. And here is Dick kind of uh, hinting at that. Well, I think the important thing is not what he doesn't do, but what he will do. I think he's going to do something on August 23rd that's going to attract a great deal of attention and defeat the debate for ratings. And I I wonder if he's doing something with Tucker. I think that's what he's planning to do. I don't know. Well, you want to speculate? Do you do, do you have do you have some in, inside information? I, you're right. I almost did. I, I, this is funny. I, they're going to kill me if I say this, but I almost said, Mr. President, how about you, me, and Tucker Carlson? Hell yeah. Sit down and watch the debate <laughs> and talk about it. I, you, 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 you might be on the right track. I might be on the right track. 
I think that, the, that what went on in this in this interview was very important. He made a strategic pivot. Normally, when you talk about how your opponent is corrupt, it's kind of tsk tsk. Look at all the money he made. He bought a sports car. He bought houses. This is deplorable. But what he's doing is saying that the problems we have in this country are because of China and because of Biden. Yeah, there you go. And uh, he's not going to give up. They're going to try this uh, gag order, I guess, tomorrow. This this corrupt judge in Washington, D.C. is going to attempt to do that. But, uh, you know, strong interview last night. We got a little bit more a little bit later in some reactions. Seb Gorka, among others, and then uh, all sorts of other things to get to, including uh, uh, on deck uh, all the Biden corruption, some new stuff that we've discovered with uh, bank records, the, the Porsche. Oh, I got some Porsche news. Oh, I got some Porsche news. You're going to love it. The number is 800 Zero. This is the Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. Last night I was thinking about Donald Trump and um, people who connect with people. And years ago, I, I remember when Donald Trump was running for office, and I did this bit uh, that was it was a parody because I noticed how simple his language is. It, it really is. If you listen to Donald Trump, he's a you know that's why he calls instead of saying Focahontas, which is more you know funny about. Um, about uh, Elizabeth Warren, he says Pocahontas, because everybody knows Pocahontas, right? And faux is F-A-U-X. That generally, a lot of people aren't going to know that faux means false, okay? So, you know, if you're, like, uh, watching Comedy Central or an NPR listener, oh, Pocahontas, oh, that's so clever. But, uh, but uh, Donald Trump says Pocahontas. And so I did this bet. I did Trump or 12-year-old. And it wasn't a slam on Trump. I took, I took a diary of a whippy kid quotes. My, my son was reading it. And I took quotes from Donald Trump, and I had people try to tell them apart. And you couldn't. And at last night, I came to the realization that he speaks, and this is not meant to be sex, sexist anyway. It's supposed to be, it appeals to both sexes. There are two of them. Common man. He speaks common man. He speaks to you and me. He, he's not a feat. He's not a liberal. He's not a whatever. He speaks common man. He speaks our language. And it's kind of weird because, you know, he's a playboy from New York City. I have nothing, to do, nothing, nothing in common with Donald Trump. But he does. He just speaks to people. He does. This is, uh, this is um, oh, oh, this is a non-scientific poll uh, conducted about who people are going to vote. This is, again, non-scientific poll of uh, uh, prospective GOP voters at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Uh, this is about as unscientific as it gets. Uh, this is Lawrence Jones uh, polling uh, Sturgis Motorcycle Rally attendees. And you can't come to Sturgis and see all these patriots and not talk about the politics of the day. All right, so I'm going to get a show of hands. Um, when it comes to the 2024 race, who thinks that Donald Trump is going to be the nominee for the Republican oh, Party? Okay. All right. How many, how many people think Ron DeSantis is going to be the nominee? Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie. Okay. <laughs> that is a non-scientific poll. Uh, and and uh, I was mentioning to Brian, uh, my producer, I said all that the indictments do just causes you to dig in. It's kind of like a you know a military assault. Uh, what what do you do when you're under heavy bombarding? You dig yourself in. 
And that's that's what I think people are doing, to be quite honest. This is uh, this is Seb Gorka last night on Newsmax talking about why uh, Donald Trump just doesn't doesn't just give up on this because honestly, after a while, it gets a little tiring. He lost a billion dollars. He was slandered for four years. They try to put him in prison, and he's going to do it again. Why? Because he loves America. You nailed it. This man is determined to finish the job he started and wasn't allowed to finish. Whatever you think of 2020, he needs to finish that job. And he he is single-minded that he wants to not make America great again, Eric. He wants to save America. All right, there you go. Now, uh, coming up on the show, I've got uh, bank records showing how close that Joe Biden was to meetings with his son. A lot of really funny stuff there. Virgin Mary Barbie and Jesus Ken is causing uh, a stir in uh, in South America. <laughs> we'll get into that. And Eric Adams is begging for federal help for a problem he helped create. All of that is coming up on the Rob Carson Show. The number is 800-922-6680. Back in a few. You're on the go and need news now. No paywalls, no cable subscriptions. Just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone store. It's free. And watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. 